everyone. Welcome to the Benny Mudra podcast, uh, where we talk about modern spiritual topics of the day. And today we are thrilled to have Cheyenne Kai Harding with us, who is a natural born empath, a hypnotherapist, healer, and an intuitive. So today we're going to talk about what uh, being an empath means, how to navigate this kind of intense time that we're having, and then we're going to talk about some cool classes that uh, Cheyenne will be teaching in the future. So hello, Cheyenne. Welcome. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yeah, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. I've been wanting to have you on for a while, and um, I really want to talk about being an empath, because what I've noticed, uh, especially in my own work, um, so many people either think they're an empath or have empathic traits, and it could really be an overwhelming thing or experience. And I feel like so many people just ask me, what is it? How do I navigate my life within this? And how can I find peace? Uh, you know, I think those are the, the questions. Um, so why yeah. don't you just tell us what an empath is? So what does being empathic mean? Absolutely, yeah. So an empath essentially is someone who, you know, you may feel um, physically and or uh, emotionally um, the pain, the dis- internal kind of disruptions within a person, um, as well as like the good, but usually you feel the bad because that's where it hits the hardest. Um, and uh, you might feel these internal disruptions and you might take them as your own. You might not be able, like at first, right, before you might even be aware of your gift, you might um, you might absorb them and it meshes and mixes in with your already personal challenges and it just mm-hmm. expedites everything to a level where it feels literally unbearable um, um, and quite overwhelming to the point where you might start to question, you know, what's wrong with me? Like, what is going on with me? I feel different. I'm processing things differently. Everyone's telling me I'm too this, I'm too sensitive, I'm too emotional. What's wrong with me? Um, so that's essentially what an empath is. And the, you know, there's physical empaths that might feel that on a physical level. They might, you know, if someone close to them or someone they're engaging with, um, let's just say sprains their ankle or something, just as an example, they might, they might feel some tingling in the ankle area or the lower leg region. And might be like, Hey, what's, what's up with that? I didn't, I didn't hurt my leg today. Um, subtle things like that. And so the emotional or energetic empath will pick up that same thing, but on a, internal level and I I say like the um kind of the stuff that a person will push under the rug because that's usually what the empath feels first like they don't usually um usually what you might tend to feel like you're hiding or you're keeping undercover the empath will pick up on that instantly and so it's yeah like you were saying it's always a challenge those questions of like how do I what do I do with this? (laughs) How do I navigate this? How do I not make it feel so overwhelming for myself? And also like, how do I not um, almost like hurt people in the process? Because sometimes when we can feel things um, intuitively in a way, uh, it might be before the person's ready to even express that. And we might feel a little bit as though it's kind of evasive to even bring that topic up, even though we can very much feel it erupting subconsciously or energetically in the conversation or in our exchange. So essentially yeah. that is what an empath is. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> would you say that uh, being an empath is uh, a gift? I heard you say the word, it's a gift, although some people may think it's a curse, but um, so do you feel like it's, is it just feeling the emotions of other people um, or it, can you feel yeah. the emotions Uh, like a place or a situation? Is it a psychic gift? How would you define it in that way? Right. I do think in a lot of ways it is psychically inclined. My personal experience with it all is I was going through some challenges um, way back when. And I did, um, I have, uh, I am clairaudience. So I did hear an outside force, outside voice tell me you are in fact an empath. And at the time I did not know what that was. It's startled me, terrified me, because I was alone in my room, and I was like, whoa, what is this voice? Um, so I looked it up, and I, you know, went in there on Google, just searching, what does this mean? How can I help myself? All these things. But um, 
not everyone experiences that, <laughs> you know, not everyone mm-hmm. is literally told you are an empath. They just got to figure it out. Um, so I do think um, for a lot of people, it is a psychic ability for other people. You know, it's just a natural intuition. I think a lot of people can pick up on it, but some people have it a little bit stronger. Um, but yes, to answer your question, yeah, we do feel emotions. Um, we feel the emotions of others. Um, in my personal experience, I definitely feel a lot of times, um, I usually feel like kind of someone's intention before they might, you know, usually it's, um, yeah, I usually will feel someone's intention and how they're, how they're expressing it in the moment versus maybe how they actually might be processing it sometimes. Cause it, it gives you that duality in there too. When someone, cause we all do it when we're talking to someone, we have our message we're trying to get across and then we have um, how we want to be seen, you know, our ego coming in. We want to be seen as brilliant and bright and beautiful and wonderful. And then we have, you know, the underlayer where we're going through some, some, rough stuff you know and we don't want anyone to know about it but we're trying to cover that so the empath usually will kind of see all three of those layers um in some shape or form they might not necessarily know oh my god you know this happened to you on a tuesday (laughs) Mm -hmm. but they will pick it up um i will pick it up usually and um unless before i was aware of this ability i just like i mentioned earlier just it just became a part of my own challenges. I didn't even realize energetically what was happening. But now that I'm aware that that's what's kind of going on, I'm able to like rationally, you know, use the rational mind here and be like, okay, that I just had that conversation with so-and-so I did pick up on some things. I don't really know what I picked up on. It's still a little muddy, um, but I'm going to take a day and just process through it and recognize that that's not all me. I'm okay. I can come out unscathed (laughs) and, you know, do that again it comes this loop of understanding processing in that way yeah (laughs) yeah I totally get that and one thing that you said that kind of resonates with me um and I'm sure the viewers would be picking up on things um Mm -hmm. that's like subliminal of the person the other person's intention or what they're really trying to say to you how does that affect I guess it's a two-part question how does that affect your relationship with people when it's almost like you're receiving this secret code and a lot yeah. of time people they don't might not have the best intentions for you right so how do you yeah. navigate a relationship it's almost like do empaths have any real friends it's like <laughs> you know what I mean it's hard because even a best friend would have would think something negative about you or might have some underlying issue um I guess navigating that would be difficult because you're receiving information that maybe the normal person wouldn't and the second part to that question is can you turn it off right no those are great I love these questions yeah those are great um so and I can only ever speak from my personal experience but Mm -hmm. also um you know just diving into what I've heard from other empaths as well so Yeah, myself, I personally, I have acquaintances and I have a few close buddies for sure, but I'm definitely not the type to have a bunch of, bunch of, bunch of friends. Um, But there is when, you know, I'm interacting with someone, even a friend, a close friend that I've had for years, you know, if I feel something coming up and I'm like, "Ah, they're not in alignment with in agreement with me on that topic or eh, I think you know I think they're doubting my ability in this thing and that kind of hurts my feelings or whatever it might be if if the relationship is close enough I will just tell them it'll be like hey I kind of picked up on something I'm not sure if it's accurate you tell me you know but this is what I picked up on and chances are they're like yeah you know I was feeling (laughs) and so they'll they'll just openly express now if this is a new person and you know, you're, you're out there. There's a empath is out there and they're trying to make friends. They're trying to make a new relationship or whatever. And they pick up on something that might be a little hard uh, or they feel it. And they're like, Ooh, okay. I I don't, because kind of what you were saying, there's that side of you that wants to believe the super good in everyone, you know, no, that's, that can't be real. No, they're, you know, they're good. They they don't mean that. Or I'm sure that that's not what they really meant by that or, or how they're expressing it. But then there's the other side that's like, it's nagging at you. It's like, no, but I felt that though. Like that was real. I know I felt that. I'm not crazy. <laughs> so 
that's when you really have to to recognize you in fact you're not crazy you know you did pick up on that like listen to those intuitive notes that might come very subtly um but listen to them and so when we're meeting new people um usually I don't take offense, especially if it's a new person, right? I don't take offense if I feel that they don't, if they're doubting me or if I feel that, you know, there's any sort of negative association they might have with my character or how I presented myself that day. I don't take it too personally. It might be a little bit of a bummer, um, but usually I will just kind of keep a safe distance. Honestly, I'll let them know, thanks for the exchange. Thanks for the connection that day or thanks for the talk or whatever we were having. And I'll literally let them know what I learned from it. I got this out of it. Uh, let me know if you got something out of it um, and keep it moving. I usually, that's, that's usually my flow. <laughs> keep it moving because. Next. Um, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Next. <laughs> <'Cause>, um, <laughs> but you know, and that goes to relationships, that goes to friendships, to like work acquaintances, because yeah, we can get butt hurt. We can get hurt in general. Um, but usually for the empath, like you're saying, it's not, it's not uh, outright from the person. It's, it's subliminal, it's subconscious, it's energetic. And they might not even know, like, huh, I, I didn't mean to, you know, come off that way to her. Like, I wonder why she is feeling that way. Or I wonder why she's distancing. Well, I usually will just express, you know, what I learned. Um, and if there's anything I genuinely feel I didn't get out of it, I'll let them know that too. I, I like transparency. Uh, I think that's important for every empath to know. Uh, be transparent, you know, be real. You don't have to be rude. You don't have to be mm-hmm. abrupt if no one was asking for it, but just be transparent. Um, and if they can pick up that you're a bit distant now, tell them why. Don't, don't, um, don't lie about it. Um, and then, um, so yeah. And then to answer your second part of the question about like, can you turn it off? Can you, <clears throat> can you stop yourself from feeling these things? In my personal experience, the answer is no. <laughs> I can't turn it off. I'm not able to. I don't know how um, yet. If that is, if any empath out there listening can, please let me know. Um, but I have not <laughs> learned that yet. And I don't, I'm not certain that that's quite possible. But what you can do is manage it. And I can definitely share some kind of ways that I've learned to manage it. Um, but, and, but it comes down to a lot with uh, just setting setting clear boundaries with yourself, with talking with people, um, and really knowing yourself is important because if you know yourself, you can more easily identify certain characteristics and traits in other people. And, you know, everyone has, you know, their own, um, they come to the table as a certain type of person. Um, and if you know that person is always the let's just say the jerk, <laughs> like you love them, you hate them, but they're just that jerk type of character. That's kind of who they are. They've always been that way. You've known them for years since they've been a little child and they do something that's kind of jerk-like. <laughs> it's not the best. Um, and you sit there and get hurt about it. You, sure. I'm not saying your feelings are invalid, but do realize that you know yourself and you know them. So to hold on to that pain would be counterproductive. Um, and so I just think when, when we as empaths are able to really understand and tune into all the elements that make us uniquely us, we can tune into all the elements that make someone else uniquely them. And so if they do something that's a little off-putting, if it aligns within their character, then it kind of makes sense. And if it doesn't, that's when you can have that talk and be like, hey, that's not cool. That doesn't sound like the you that I know. Please clue me in. What's going on with you? I feel something's up, you know? Yeah, that's definitely great advice. And, you know, I think a part of, a big part of being an empath is navigating personal, interpersonal relationships, right? Um, yeah. And friendships and and family members and how to say no, how to create boundaries. Um, yeah, that's like super helpful. It's a helpful gift when it comes to that. Um, yeah. But in a situation like, let's say, Corona and everything that's happening now, Um, I know for myself also having like empathic tendencies, um, feeling like the doom and gloom of the world, which isn't a person or or just feeling the, the anger of society or the sadness of of society, um, or, but the black lives matter movement feeling just the pain that was going on, um, 
within many of us during that time and still. How do you navigate that? Because you you can't turn that off and it's not a person that you can say, you know, talk to the hand. Um, yeah. It's something that we're collectively going through. So do you think that being an empath, you also have a psychic or intuitive connection to the collective as well? And if so, how do you navigate that? Because that's so much bigger and, and really... It, for many people could really make them very depressed and sad and lonely and, and despondent and hopeless. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's a great, great question. Um, so I've noticed that a lot of times when traumatic events are happening in the society or in the world around us, it's been really interesting because I've noticed at the height of those moments Mm -hmm. is exactly when something in my personal life um goes haywire (laughs) so it's almost like um and you know it's this might come down to quantum physics who knows but it I feel as though a lot of times um in the empath life or someone who is very intuitive something will be going on in the world around them and it will almost pull them closer to themselves by like kind of um making like a beam, a beaming light in their personal life to show them, hey, this one thing is wrong. This one thing is really, really wrong. Please address it. Please acknowledge it, please. And it kind of forces you to pay attention to that one thing in your personal life. Um, And oftentimes it will somehow align with what's going on outside. So um, as far as dealing with Corona and uh, the BLM movement and so many other um, challenges that are happening and that are really coming to the surface. And the media is definitely, um, you know, positive and negative to it, of course, but definitely shining a light on a lot of the trauma that's been happening mm-hmm. around us. It can be very, very hard to navigate. And mostly I'd say that um, there's a way to take everything as information and understand that, you know, you at a core, you're only one person and you can do what you can do. But when we kind of overdo ourselves, we definitely will burn out. Um, And that's anyone, that's anyone. But for the empath specifically, when we're feeling so much, um, it becomes, it can become, um, hard for us to function in general as a person. So I found myself at the height of Corona feeling, feeling pretty down. Um, and it was a challenge to just do normal things, you know, stay physically active, stay mentally alert, stay clear. Um, those things are very challenging and that's how, that's how a person lives. That's how a person sustains oneself. So, when it, you know, when it was getting to that point, I was realizing, okay, this definitely is a social thing. This isn't me because, uh, there's nothing in my personal life that was really going on at the time, but I was picking up on that. Um, and eventually, like I was mentioning earlier, it turned into a situation where, where universe almost brought someone into my life that expedited everything that was happening outside of the world to show me, Hey, you can't run away. You can't just you, you know, you, you are a part of this, but it's almost like it brought it into my personal to clear it so that I could take that lesson that I learned out into the world. And we might see these patterns or these parallels happening because universe works works in very mysterious ways sometimes, but on ways of clearing that for the empath that is seeking that help, um, when they're in that dark space, social um, problems are awry and we need that inner peace ultimately clearing and I've spoken on this before but clearing is so so essential Um, and I think it's important to start with what you know so if you're new to the intuitive world to the psychic world start with what you know clean your room you know take a shower (laughs) And I, and I, and it sounds funny, but it's, 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 it's a real first step. Clean your room, clean your space before you sit down to eat a meal. Make sure you're, don't just, cause I, sometimes, you know, we're, we're busy. Our lives are busy. You might just grab a bite, sit on a, a couch full of clothes and just eat, eat, you know, just eat, whatever. 
but don't make it a whatever. That's what I mean. Don't make it just a whatever. Make every aspect that is of life that is meant to sustain you and nourish you, um, engage with it, like actively engage with it. Um, clean the table before you eat. Make your bed before you go to sleep. Um, wash your sheets regularly. Take a shower. So start with what you know. And after that part, I always say, keep that up, keep that up. But there's ways that you can also energetically clear um, using, um, you know, mental imagery, using breathing techniques. Um, oftentimes, there's a method that I learned um, a while ago that if we kind of just put our hands um, slightly like around our heart region or slightly over our head, you can feel you can feel the heat coming off of your body as a human being. You are alive. You can feel that heat, which is energy and see how far you can, you know, take your hand to the point where you are still feeling your, your body's energy, your body's resonance to the point where, um, when you feel the disconnect and you feel like it's just air, (laughs) that's where you can, you know, imagine that that's where your aura, so to speak, or your energetic bubble stops, pull it in closer. Cause a lot of people talk about, you know, expanding one's aura and that's great if you are okay and centered, but if you're already a little bit cluttered and things are clouded, you don't want to expand because that allows more to come in and you're attaching to more before you even had a chance to clear and recycle. Mm -hmm. So sometimes just taking that moment, just breathe with yourself, sit on your bed, sit on your couch, breathe with yourself, take your hands, you know, and just notice how far you can go from your body to where you can feel your own personal energy and imagine it's almost like a curtain or a rug and just pull it in, pull it in closer to your heart, closer to your chest region. Um, simple little things like that. Um, and, and utilizing that while you're closing your eyes and imagining yourself just being clean and clear. And after something like that, you know, take a bath, take a restful uh, shower, um, release, release, focus on releasing after you've clear. Um, and do activations in that way, I think are super helpful. And then the second part to that, um, which is just equally as important, I think, is protection. You know, you've cleaned yourself, you've cleared your space, protect, you know, and um, a lot of people connect with crystals and crystals are amazing. Um, There's certain crystals I connect better with than others, certain I don't feel that I can pick up on the energy as well. And other ones I'm like, whoa, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. So everyone um, I think can connect with different gemstones, crystals and stones are a great way to protect. You can wear them as necklaces or jewelry um, and other way, you know, depending on your religious or spiritual beliefs, I think it's great to just say a, say a prayer, say an affirmation, say uh, whatever you align with, but ask for your guides or even if you don't believe in that, just asking for yourself to, always stay grounded and to stay protected and firm in your own beliefs going forward. It's, it's, it's part of the protection ritual. And if you make that a duo every day, okay, I'm going to take my shower, I'm going to take my energetic shower, and then I'm going to protect. <laughs> and mm-hmm. you kind of make that part of your daily regimen. I promise you as the empath or the intuitive picking up on things and it's feeling a bit overwhelming day by day, it's going to get a little easier. And you're going to notice that, whoa, one day you're just going to, it's really just going to be really easy and smooth sailing. Mm -hmm. And so when, you know, things like Corona are around us, the um, protests are around us, movements, energy, a lot of things outside of us that are in a lot of ways out of our control and a lot of ways in our control, at least we have control of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then we can step out in the world and be like, Hey, okay, I'm clean physically and energetically, (laughs) spiritually, I'm clean. So what do I want to do today? Do I want to get out there and join for the cause? Yeah, sure. I can now because I feel like I'm clean. I don't feel like I'm so, you know, dampened by everything around me that I can't even function right. I can't even eat, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love all that because there totally are two ways to clear and protect. I always say you could do it from the inside out or the outside in. And the outside in to me would be cleaning your room, starting there, cleaning out your closets, taking a shower. What can you do, you know, because... I know that when my space is cluttered or messy, it usually is reflecting how I'm feeling inside. If I'm feeling aligned and good inside, my bed is made, everything is (laughs) copacetic, but when I'm a mess, everything could be a mess. And so just by straightening up the mess 
in your space is a first step to really clearing up the mess inside. And something you said, I think really resonated with me and it's super, it could be a whole other podcast, but it's super deep and could be like, as you said, quantum physics, but you know, the collective, if you really think that we are all one, that we are all living separately, but we're together, right? We're this one energetic force. And so the collective isn't pieces. It's a collective. It's one thing. And so if something is happening in the collective, it is happening to and for each of us. And you could even say was caused by each of us. And, you know, in some way, shape or form, And I think we're learning that, you know, uh, maybe not so much with Corona, but definitely with like the Black Lives Matters movement or just equality in general, people are now waking up and saying, wait a minute, I, I might not, I might not quote unquote be racist, but I don't, I don't help others. I don't, you know, I, I am maybe passive when it comes to that, you know, I can turn a blind eye to certain things and people are, are waking up to that and saying, well, we know it's, it's actually we have to actively take part in equality um, every day. And I think that um, what you had said was like, wow, it was like a, whoa, like a a, kind of like a wake up call in my mind was like, wow, what is going on around you? Even if it's happening in the collective, it's a mirror to what's happening inside of you. And so I think that helps me to say when the world feels overwhelming and something is out of your control, like you said, you're actually in control because there's a piece of it living inside of you. There's something that's unhealed within you that's making you feel that way, even if it is triggered by some kind of tumultuous social or, you know, or planetary event. And so turning to yourself and clearing and healing is totally what you need to do, I think, as a human being. you know but also (laughs) as an empath because you know you feel it maybe more intensely than the average joe would um or maybe you feel uh you know maybe the average joe is not allowing themselves to feel certain things you know um so i think it's really interesting that that point because i feel a lot of viewers and listeners are like, well, what do I do? Because I do feel overwhelmed in this scenario. And you yeah. also said like, whether you believe it or not, you can do this. And I think that's mm-hmm. so important because spirituality is available to everyone. And it's not really based on your belief, but just based on knowing. And even if you open up yourself 2% to it, mm-hmm. it will react 100% towards you. You know, and I, I forgot who, so yeah, <laughs> I, I think Marianne Williams said that, like when you open yourself to spirit, even 1%, spirit will respond a hundred percent, you know? And so it's, it's just the intention and the power of intention. And that's what you were saying with like clearing yourself and the affirmations. Um, the power of, of intention is really powerful and yeah, important truly. <laughs> I think yeah. to make anything happen in life but especially for an empath you know with clearing um clearing themselves clearing their space you know I think that um for me I always like to do it in the morning like when I wake up mm-hmm. to kind of start the day in that space of like gratitude for me really helps um just kind of gratitude tends to clear me in a way because it kind of brings me down to earth I become grateful I become thankful and mindful and you had talked about like sitting on the couch and not just eating and and but mindfully doing it right and so are there any mindfulness techniques that you can think of as a healer and hypnotherapist right that you work with clients any mindfulness techniques that you like to teach your uh clients and students who might be empathic or dealing with I don't know any type of um, overwhelming emotions? Yeah, well, as far as mindfulness, for my clients, I always tell them, oftentimes, you know, when things are overwhelming, we get in our heads, you know, we overthink, we over question, over analyze, and maybe over is the wrong term, but we, we do it to the extreme. <laughs> it, it happens to the best of us, all of mm-hmm. us, and it's at the impasse as well. Um, so when you, when you catch yourself in that loop, um, where you're kind of almost obsessively thinking like, whoa, what's going on here? How am I going to do this? How am I going to navigate this situation? You know, when we get a little bit obsessive over it, um, I always tell my clients to think back to that first moment that you started thinking about whatever this 
you know, it could be a relationship, could be hoping for a new job and not wondering why they haven't called you back or whatever it is, you know, think back to what initially, you know, pulled you into that circumstance in the first place. Was it love? You know, was it um, that you just felt like you needed some affirmation? You needed some comfort? Maybe it wasn't love, but it was the fact that you felt love. Um, and that was enough at the moment. Was it, um, was it just the pursuit of happiness? Was it the pursuit of money? Did you just straight up need money and that's why you did what you did? And that's why you connected with that person? Or that's why you took that opportunity, even though you knew maybe it wasn't the best? What was the initial, like, really dive deep and think, you know, they'll usually tell me what it was and I'll help them come to that process of understanding, okay, well, that was that initial reason. So now once we got that out the way, you know, in, in that way, you're just mentally just backtracking, right? So anyone can do this, you know, that is a form of mindfulness, just mentally backtracking to what was that initial reason that got me to this place? Okay, I got it. Great. Okay, so what do I do with that now? So once you found that, keep looking for that somewhere else. Because usually if, if you're seeking, let's just use the example of, you know, seeking, seeking love, that's a common one, seeking love. Um, if you recognize that you're seeking love, chances are, you know, you're going to go out there and keep seeking love and seeking love and seeking love, but there's a reason you're seeking it. So you recognize that you're seeking it. So now that you recognize that, dive a little deeper, you know, what is it that you're seeking exactly? It's not, you know, love is very broad. So are you seeking, um, true companionship? Are you seeking just, um, comfort temporarily while you transition into a new space you know sometimes people are um often just just lonely and maybe maybe a friend would suffice but they don't think about that because they're more focused on you know love and romance or whatever it might be so really tuning into oneself and understanding what it is that truly brought you to um wherever it is that you are now can help you understand where you need to go and it can also help us understand our patternings because oftentimes our issues are just because they happened again. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Why is this happening again? I did this already. Or I tried that before and I've tried it better mm-hmm. this time. Why is this happening again? <laughs> you know, that's usually yeah, what's yeah. successful, um, those loops. So if we can backtrack, we can actually, a lot of us aren't even in the state of awareness that this is a loop. Holy crap, that's a loop. Whoa. If it's happened more than once, it's a loop. <laughs> there you yes. go. Yes. You know? So what is this lesson here? What do I need to know? And you might not be able to answer. And that, that's a big thing, right? A mindfulness technique of just knowing that um, having the awareness is enough at the moment. You do not need to know the answer. You might desire it. Like we desire anything. We desire dessert. <laughs> but you don't mm. need to know it. If it's not coming up immediately, you don't need to know it. But what you do need to do is tune in to why this feels so urgent to you. Why does it feel so urgent? And tune into also the, I'm big on polarity. You know, when you're, you know, you can sit with yourself in your space, mindfully meditating, um, listening to music, whatever kind of puts you in that zone. And um, whatever it is you're seeking, think of the opposite why is it so opposite? You know, what's the variance? What's, what's the middle ground, you know? And, and why, you know, so that kind of helps put things in perspective sometimes. I I heard you mention gratitude. That's a big thing too. Mm -hmm. It can help put things in perspective and that's another form of doing that. So I think all those are, you know, kind of just in recap, kind of just like backtracking, finding the cause like or the core reason of what's going on right now finding if there's a loop and if there is a loop just holding that awareness and being okay with you might not know all the answers but I I caught the loop you caught the loop so you can stop it yeah yeah you know and then finding the polarity and noticing why is it so different from what what it is I'm completely avoiding a lot of that can clue us into the next steps we need to make without even doing much else and it's it's mind-boggling how just something just backtracking in that way can really just clear a lot of a lot of air <laughs> yeah no that those are amazing uh techniques and points to make and not just for someone who's empathic but for again anyone who wants to be introspective 
with their lives and wants to go inward. You know, I always say that we have to become the archaeologist of our lives before we could be the architects, right? We have to kind of figure out what's underneath before we start to build up if we want to be sustainable (laughs) and we want to be strong. And I feel that maybe being an empath, uh, you just have more of this insight right? Versus somebody else. Um, or maybe you, for some reason, uh, grew up in a childhood that forced you maybe to go into those psychic places, you know, um, whether it's trauma or just daydream or whatever it may be. Um, there's a reason, right? Why someone has those gifts, um, whether they're just God given and they're born like that, or they come from generations of healers or psychics, or it's just something that they chose subconsciously at some point, right? That's what I, I, I think uh, can happen. And then mm-hmm. once it's open, it's open. And then you have to, <laughs> you know, understand maybe that you're even an empath, like you said before, like some people don't even know and they just question everything and they're just, they, they feel crazy. Right. Right. And other people need, right, uh, need, uh, need, other people can use some empathy, right? We, we <laughs> oh, yeah. That. Oh, so my goodness. <laughs> I guess another question I have then is for someone who's listening, who's like, well, I don't know if I'm an empath, but, you know, I have empathy. Can you, is it possible? Now, after hearing all these stories, maybe someone's like, damn, I don't want to be an empath. That sounds like a, <laughs> that sounds like a lot to carry. But can someone yeah. open up these empathic channels? Can they actually learn how to be an empath or maybe yeah, I guess that's my question. Yeah. It's I since it's let's say a psychic or an intuitive skill, I know that you can open up those channels that already exist. Can someone who isn't mm. an empath learn how to become one or use mm. or learn some of those skills? I'm a firm believer in kind of what we were speaking of before, how um kind of that collective consciousness. I think and and I've had experiences where I've tapped into things, abilities that I wouldn't necessarily say are my abilities, but I've tapped into it at a time when I needed it. So to answer that question, I think everyone is capable of tapping into the, um, the, the most beneficial aspects of being an empath when they, when it's necessary for them to do so. So, you know, and I think the most um, beneficial aspects, you know, of being an empath is truly, understanding oneself like I can't even express how important that is um I've seen myself five years ago whoever she was don't really recognize her anymore I've seen myself now and I can't imagine who I will be in the future to come but it's the the self-awareness is huge so I think when um you're able to really feel everything um, allow yourself to feel it, not put it under the rug. And that is takes great courage because um, life is very challenging. And, uh, you know, when, when you're feeling something so much to the extent of someone else feeling it, but it's not even your feeling, quote unquote, to bear, that is very, very challenging. So I think, you know, for the person that might not feel that naturally, um, but they're trying to ta- tap into that. I would, I would just ask them to write down one or, or maybe up to five things that they're really trying to accomplish, like right now in their life. What are you really trying to accomplish? And um, as far as, you know, knowing oneself better and being able to engage with people and really get to the core of what they mean. Like if, you, if you're having challenges connecting with people and if you're having challenges um, really understanding maybe where a person's coming from, like you might find yourself getting in a loop of maybe just drawing in the wrong people. And you're like, why do I always draw in the wrong people, the wrong people, you know, there's something about that person that you keep drawing in and you know, that's, that's your loop to figure out. But something about that is maybe you're just not understanding them enough. Cause if you understood them enough and you necessarily, and, and you truly feel that they're the wrong person, then you really wouldn't want to meet that person again, you know, realistically, rationally, but something about them is drawing them in. So if if something like that, you know, you want to tap into being an empath in that way so you can help yourself like stop this loop 
or whatever is going on, I definitely think, yeah, write down what um, you're trying to accomplish. And I think a way to tune into that disability is really um, breaking down um, anything and everything that we've ever pushed under the rug. So anytime someone has hurt you and you feel like, oh, I'm over that, I'm over that. Maybe you're not. Maybe you are, and that's great, And but maybe you're not. So literally write down everything that you can possibly remember that um because we we learn from our pain you know i wish we could learn from our good experiences but we often don't um so i would just say for the person trying to tune in write down every negative experience you can remember and that might be challenging and it might be very hard but it's actually part of being an empath you know tapping into those challenges so write down every challenge um and as you write down every challenge you know go through your in your memory you know what happened what went down how did you feel in the moment and how do you feel now thinking about it and how do you, what have you learned from it? And if you can't really come up with anything, you really haven't healed from it. Um, and that's okay. That's not a problem, but that's one thing to tune into. I think, I think a big thing for people who just want to turn into their tune into their empathy, excuse me, um, is yeah, really just channeling and tuning into their hardships in life and getting the lessons out of them, pulling the lessons out of them. Um, and I would say the last thing that comes to my mind is um, for impasse in general, a lot of times there's a, there's a hardship with not wanting to hurt anyone. Like I, I know that's huge for me. Um, mm. The simplest thing, you know, just, just saying no for my own good <laughs> or just saying any, anything that's slightly negates what someone else might desire or want you know the fear in me everything builds up where I'm like I can't do it it's gonna hurt their feelings I can't do it I just can't do it I don't know how to do that um so the biggest thing I've learned and I'll tie this into people who also you know want to learn this ability too is that anytime I'm stopping myself from doing what I know I need to do I'm also enabling someone else's growth as well and that's the biggest thing that I've had to learn because uh it's hard it's hard for me to feel and a lot of impacts to feel pain (laughs) from someone Mm -hmm. else knowing that knowing that that's not what they want that's not what they want to hear that's not what they want to do that's not what they because the impact often lives for others because we live through others so it's natural for us to feel as though we live for others so a big thing to learn is to lift the oneself. Um, so anytime you're stopping yourself, you're also enabling other other soul growth. And so for people who are trying to tune into being an empath and really want to learn those abilities, I think part of it also is doing exactly that, learning when to set your boundaries straight, you know, learning when to say no, if 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 you truly feel like you you need to say no, right? And if you feel like that aligns with your calling right now. Um so, yeah, I know that was a bit long-winded, but I hope that answers some of the question. <laughs> no, no, it totally answers the question because I feel like, I think in uh, Hindi, they call it like Svadhyaya, which is just self-study. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, I totally get that because if you are trying to open yourself up as an empath to be more empathic or have more of that sacred heart energy, we really need to have it for ourselves first. You know, I feel... Um, okay being an empath could just be like, you know, it's just a gift. You just have it. It's just natural. But if it's not natural for yourself, then you really do have to study compassion and understand Mm -hmm. what that is and, and find it in yourself, you know? So maybe the self-study or the journey to self-love could help someone open up that, that passageway. And something that you said that I thought was really cool. And I, I talk to my clients a lot about too, is blocking somebody else's growth and it's so true. It's like you can enable someone mm-hmm. or, or give someone the opportunity to change. And by dictating how they should feel or not standing up to them or not creating a boundary is not teaching them the lesson that most likely they need to learn. And by following your intuition, you know, that first hit that you get saying, hey, no, I need a boundary or I need to tell this person this or I need to say no to this person or I need to walk away from this. If we don't follow that initial like burst of feeling, a lot of times we are going against the grain and we're really and going to end up hurting ourselves and that person more. 
in the long run. (laughs) Yes. So it's like, (laughs) we're scared to hurt someone, but so we don't, but then in the end, we end up hurting them so much more or they hurt themselves on so many more levels than we can ever imagine. I think that that's all some really wonderful advice. Um, I wanted to kind of talk though in in the last moments here with you about your class that you'll be teaching um, on uh, April 19th. So this is a virtual class, right? And um, it's going to be on Zoom and you can register for this class at benimudra.com. I'll have all the information on the video, but um, I want to talk about the the topic. So the topic of course is empath, right? Because that's that's what we're talking about now, (laughs) but it's empath following your life's calling and living life with intention. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, is it now in my mind, when someone is an empath, I immediately mm-hmm. think that maybe their life calling is, oh, they're a healer. They're here to help others. Right. Because I feel like right. empaths want to help others, you know, and maybe eventually after they get over all their crap, they can actually start mm-hmm. to help others. Right. Maybe it's yeah. like, an end, maybe it's an end game. It won't be the beginning game, but I do feel like at least in my experience, most people who are truly empathic, they end up wanting to be in some type of um, heart and compassionate based career or a social worker or a therapist or something like that. So yeah, what is that class going to entail? So if someone takes that class, are they going to uh, like brainstorm on, you know, um, how to live as an empath intentionally or on purpose, right? So what do you feel, I guess, is the life purpose of an empath? Exactly. Yes. So yeah, the purpose of the course, um, I'm very excited for it, April 19th. Um, so yeah, I, I plan, I plan for it to be a class where, you know, we can really just engage with one another. Um, anyone who shows up will be there. You'll hear me speaking about, you know, yeah, the title of the course is following your calling, right? So like you said, oftentimes the empath is drawn to the more heart-based, heart-centered type of career path or, um, job pursuits in that way and that's great and I'll definitely touch on that for sure um, but also I'll be speaking a lot about like the idea of a calling um, and because I've recently learned and realized how you know a lot of times we callings um, a calling to someone could be internal like they feel com- almost like compelled to do something like when you feel like you have to you have to forgive someone or you have to say you're sorry, like, or you feel so guilty. Like it's, it's like almost a compelling thing. So that's one aspect of the calling and other people perceive a calling as something outside of them, like almost like a godly calling, like God is calling me to do this thing. Um, so there's two, I've recently learned that people, you know, perceive it in two different ways. It's not always so, you know, singular of what a calling even means. So I think, you know, within the course, we're going to talk about those two different ways um, and help each individual who's there just kind of figure out how do they perceive it. And based on that perception, our callings can also change, you know, and they can adjust and they can shift sometimes depending and dependent on others around us who we allow ourselves to be surrounded by um, and kind of the life we're choosing to live because, you know, if we, we can choose, to answer certain um, feelings and guidance that we might have, and we can choose to not answer them. And based on all that, you know, that can literally change your calling. (laughs) So (laughs) I think, and I don't want anyone to ever feel like they made, you know, beat themselves up with guilt. Like I made the wrong decision. I should have done that. You know, maybe you should have. Okay. I can't tell you that. (laughs) Only you would know that. But regardless, it's in the past. So moving forward, you're calling now, you know, what's that about? What can we do? I want to make, I want to bring you peace now, no matter what. So that's really what we'll be tuning into. And that's what people will, um, I hope to get from it. <laughs> the class. Yeah. No, that sounds awesome. I'm excited for it as well. I feel like a lot of people have a calling or feel like they have a calling or a call to something, whether it's inner or outer, or they're feeling more called now than ever because of what's happened yeah. this past year. I feel like people all of a sudden, like the phone's ringing off the hook and they're like, hi, I'm ready to to kind of step into who I really am meant to be um, and kind of maybe just like 
tying everything together, you know, perhaps these things happen in our lives to bring us closer to making that step towards our greatness or our passions, desires, or our calling, you know, um, Mm -hmm. and in order maybe to hear it right more clearly, we do have to self-study and heal and clear and do all of these things that we can become a clear channel so we can hear the voice more clearly, get the directions and take the action. Right. And so I think that's a great message for everyone, but also for an empath who might be looking to really step into their gifts and share them with the world, you know? And I Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's important because now more than ever, we need people like you. We need the healers of the world. We need people to start to shed as much light as possible as uh, we continue to ascend like up the spiritual ladder. Yeah. (laughs) So um, share, um, share your Instagram. How can someone uh, find you on Instagram? On Instagram, I am at all is mind hypnotherapy. Um, you can find me there. And uh, yeah, I'm always open and ready to connect with you guys. I, I you know, I love James. I love Benimuja. Um, You can always find me there through booking your service. Um, I believe it's the, yeah, the service tab. <laughs> You'll find yes. me under hypnotherapeutic healing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can book a service with me through there. And uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So please visit <laughs> Shan's uh, Instagram. And again, if you want to book a session with her or find more information, definitely check out BennyMudra.com. You can register for her class on April 19th there as well. You can always info uh, email info at BennyMudra.com if you want to set up an appointment or kind of discuss uh, how Shan can help you. And we didn't really like talk so much today about your hypnotherapy practice because we really were focusing on being an empath. But if anyone yeah. out there is looking for hypnotherapeutic services, they need to get over addictions or, you know, anything like that, right? Um, they Absolutely. can contact you and talk to you about that as well, which is uh, yeah. an amazing uh technique right an amazing Mm -hmm. technique to heal and to grow as a person and to get over I don't know whatever might be blocking you in your life or holding you back from the calling right or being yeah (laughs) or or being your beautiful empathic self and so I thank you Cheyenne for being your beautiful empathic self and for sharing your gifts but also the world right we need more people (laughs) like you um and I'm so happy to have you here and hopefully a lot of people will listen to this and get to know you because you are a force to be reckoned with in the in this beautiful world of spirituality. So I appreciate you. Thank you. Of course. <laughs>